Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick, and uh, welcome to the first day of Christmas. (laughs) It is the 13th, so here we go. Get your uh, partridge in a pear tree ready. Ready. Right. If you could find either of those things around here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think those exist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right here. yeah. Right, right. Um, before we really get started, um, we just want to send out our thoughts to all those affected by the tornadoes that came through Kentucky, as well as uh, northern and middle Tennessee. Uh, we were fortunate this year to uh, have it miss us. Um, I think one more or less leapfrogged past us. Um, so we got lucky this year. Um, much better than faring, much better than last year. I mean, even last year we got lucky that it, um, the one that hit March of last year that uh, took out a good chunk of the area where we live at, but missed us by, you know, just jump, not by not jumping over the highway. So this year, um, we didn't, our power didn't even go out. So we got lucky, but still had to shelter in place and all that fun stuff in December of all times. Go figure. But no, right. Yeah. The climate change is a bitch. <sighs> it's crazy. Cause as soon as I was leaving work and I walked out of the hospital and I spilt the air, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's going to get bad later. <laughs> mm. And so yeah. I'd already fallen asleep and then I woke up, you know, use the bathroom like yeah. right as I was about to lay back down to go to sleep, sirens went off. I'm like, okay. All right. I guess I we're started, doing this. Yeah. And so my sister and niece were in the hallway. So eventually I joined them and something went over cause the wind kicked up really high mm-hmm. and it's like, all right. And then slowly went away. It's like, all right, I guess it wasn't our, wasn't, our time to have an experience. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about three, you know, the things went off on our phone and everything. We're like, oh, crap. <laughs> I just sprang up and went, okay, I guess we're doing this. All right, let's go get the kids. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we went downstairs and yeah. in our new tiny, tiny little bathroom. Um, that was fun to squeeze two adults, two kids, and a dog <laughs> in this <laughs> tiny little bathroom. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we can make it work. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it that was something. And then when it was all over, um, York went back to sleep. Grayson was supposed to have left the iPad downstairs. She apparently, I guess, got deaf, you know, selective hearing and all that. And uh, I went to lay down, and I'm like, there's no way I'm laying down for, like, because by this time it was like four o'clock. I'm like, yeah, I've got to be up in like an hour to go to work. Yeah, it's like, oh, you'll be able to sleep for an hour. I'm like, have you met me? <laughs> like, like going to sleep for an hour, wake up, be go. tired. <laughs> yeah, not sleeping for an hour. And then she was like, oh yeah, you'll be able. To, I said, you know what? You're right. I'll be able to sleep for an hour. I just let it, I just let it go. I'm like, that's like the hell I am. Yeah, <laughs> not for lack of trying. I never felt back completely asleep but i dozed off and then sure enough i get up and grayson's still watching stuff she never fell back asleep yeah 
So I was like, oh my God, girl. So I'm like, you need to put all that electronics down before I take them and you don't get to heaven for, you know, two days. They right. go back to sleep because otherwise you'll be a cranky mess. And I, I said, I don't want to be hearing about that later. So, but yeah, um, busy day at work. Otherwise, um, needless to say, but yep. Um, but yeah, our, our, our hearts and minds are going out to all those affected though. So just hang in there. All right. Well, with that being said, <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, we'll try and spread some good cheer. Um, uh, I say that and then realize what I'm going to talk about. So we'll see how much cheer that'll be. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess uh, real quick before we go into TV, we could kind of segue into it. This morning, already, the Golden Globe nominations have come out. Yep. I honestly had no idea what was going to be nominated as far as movies. TV, I kind of get an idea, but as far as movies, I'm like, I don't even know what in the world's going to be nominated that's already been out or is even coming out after looking at the calendar to see what's coming out for the next month or two. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. <sighs> so this morning, Snoop Dogg uh, helped try to, and I do emphasize the word try to read off the nominations for this year's golden globes. Um, if you get a chance, you should definitely try and check it out. It's on YouTube. Um, they'll have it up for a while. So anyways, just real quick rundown. We'll run down the, uh, nominations for, as uh, for TV for best television drama series, Lupin, the morning show. So, um, that's, that definitely deserves it. Pose. Squid Game, Succession, Dramatic Actor in the TV series, Brian Cox for Succession, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game, Billy Porter for Pose, Jeremy Strong for Succession, Succession, and Omar C for Lupin. Let's see, Dramatic Actress in the television series. Uzo Aduba for In Treatment, Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show, Christine Baranski for The Good Fight, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, and Michaela J. Rodriguez for Pose. Best Comedy or Musical Series, uh, The Great, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Reservation Dogs, Ted Lasso. I started watching Only Murders in the Building. I think I'm three episodes in, but it is really good. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. I don't know what she's doing with her voice. Like, it's kind of like almost nails down a chalkboard kind of bad. Yeah. But it's almost as I I tried to tell Ruth because she's the one that's, you know, was watching it, too. So I'm trying to talk to her. She's like, I don't know what it is with her voice. I said, it sounds like she's trying to do like a Velma voice from from scooby-doo yeah and it's not coming across very well like it's bad but the show is really good it's really cute i really like it um let's see oh and hacks is really good too with gene smart uh it's a washed up comedian that's trying to make a comeback 
That's also really good. And then Ted Lasso is Ted Lasso. It's awesome. And then you watched Reservation Dogs. Yep. So I think the only ones between the two of us is the great. I don't think either one of us has watched that. Um, it's on Hulu. I know that much. El Fanning and Nicholas Holt are in it. Uh, best comedy or musical series actress. Hannah uh, Einbender for Hex. Elle Fanning for The Great. Issa Rae for Insecure. Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish. And Gene Smart for Hacks. Best Comedy or Musical Series Actor. Anthony Anderson for Blackish. Nicholas Holt for The Great. Steve Martin for Only Murders in the Building. Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building. And Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Best TV movie or miniseries. Dopesick. Impeachment. American Crime Story. Maid. Mayor of Easttown. And the Underground, the Underground Railroad. Best TV movie or miniseries actor. Paul Bettany for WandaVision. Oscar Isaac for Scenes from a Marriage. Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. Ewan McGregor for Halston. Tahar Rahim for The Serpent. Best TV movie or miniseries actress. Jessica Chastain from Scenes from a Marriage. Cynthia Erivo for Genius. Aretha. Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision. Margaret Qualley for Maid. Kate Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. Best series, TV, movie, or miniseries supporting actor. Billy Crudup for The Morning Show. He's amazing. Kieran Culkin for Succession. Also amazing. Mark Duplass for The Morning Show. Heart him. Uh, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. Oh, Young Sue for Squid Game. He would be the old man from Squid Game. Best TV series, TV movie, or miniseries supporting actress. Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. Caitlin Deaver for Dope Sick. Andy McDowell for Maid. Sarah Snook for Succession. And Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. Best motion picture drama. Belfast. Coda. Dune. King Richard. The Power of the Dog. Best motion picture musical or comedy. Cyrano. Don't Look Up. Licorice Pizza. Tick, tick, boom. West Side Story. Best Motion Picture Foreign Language, Compartment Number 6, Drive My Car, The Hand of God, A Hero, Parallel Mothers. Best Director Motion Picture, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog, Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Last The Lost Daughter, Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, Denis Villeneuve for Dune. Best Screenplay Motion Picture, Licorice Pizza, Belfast, 
The Power of the Dog, Don't Look Up, Being the Ricardos. Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Drama. Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter. Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos. Lady Gaga, for House of Gucci. Kristen Stewart, for Spencer. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Drama. Herschel Ali for Swan Song, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Will Smith for King Richard, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Marion Cotillard for Annette, Elaine Haim for Licorice Pizza, Jennifer Lawrence for Don't Look Up, Emma Stone for Cruella. Rachel Ziegler for West Side Story. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Leonardo DiCaprio for Don't Look Up. Peter Dinklage for Cyrano. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Cooper Hoffman, Licorice Pizza. Anthony Ramos for In the Heights. Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. Kitriona Balfi for Belfast. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. Anshanu Ellis for King Richard. Ruth Nega for Passing. Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. Ben Affleck for The Tinder Bar. Jamie Dornan for Belfast, Karen Hines for Belfast, Troy Kutzer for Coda, Cody Smith-McPhee, The Power of the Dog. Best Motion Picture Animated, Encanto, Flea, Luca, My Sunny Mad, Maid, M-A-A-D, Mod, Mod, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. It says Last Drago, but it's Last Dragon. <laughs> That'd be, oh my god, could you imagine Raya and the Last Drago? <laughs> now that's a fight worth having right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best original score motion picture, The French Dispatch, Encanto, The Power of the Dog, Parallel Mothers, Dune. Original song motion picture, King Richard, Encanto, Belfast, Respect, No Time to Die. Imagine, can you read? Okay, I'm going to read that again, but it's going to be in the form of a sentence instead of titles. King Richard and Kento Belfast respect No Time to Die. (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, Best, yeah. Best television series, musical or comedy. Oh, we already did this. All right. All right. That's the Golden Globe nominations. Dun, dun, dun. The Golden Globes are. Actually, going to be January sixth, I believe it. They said it's like first weekend. Like, welcome to the new year. Here's your first award show. Right. Basically, we're first. Ha ha ha. Uh, that can't be right. Because January sixth is a Thursday. The seventh is Friday, so it's got to be in the ninth. Because we usually have it on a Sunday. Yeah, it's got to be in the ninth. I was like, wow, that's that's early. 
okay. <laughs> Just roll with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. There's uh, some interesting choices. A lot of them, uh, at least for the movies, well, I guess TV too, um, are available for streaming. Um, or rental, at least. Um, either rental or streaming. So it's not one you had to try and hunt down in the theater, which a lot of, uh, you know, which tends to happen most years, is that you have to try and they're like in select theaters and you have to find a art house theater to find some movie and it's only playing it like two times. And it's never one that's convenient. <laughs> right. Right. So at least. At least with this, uh, it's made a little bit easier for for us, for sure, and uh, for our listeners to be able to try and watch and form their own opinions and make their picks and whatnot. Right. I can't believe we're already talking about award season. I feel like I just got done doing the spreadsheet from the last from the last award season. Oh my gosh! Time is flying. Man, apparently so. Apparently so. All right, so that's the nominations and uh, happy viewing and watching. And, you know, when it gets a little bit closer to time, I'll get the ballot up and we'll have everybody do the picks and go from there. So it was kind of funny to watch. I just read this article about uh, being the Ricardos and how they picked Javier Bardem, who's a Mexican-American or just a Hispanic actor to play a Cuban actor and how, you know, their award shows like to talk about diversity and, you know, trying to make proper casting and they get Javier Bardem who doesn't even really try to do a Cuban accent or trying to do any sort of character uh, development as far as trying to either walk similar to Desi Arnaz or even try and do the same kind of mannerisms. He just kind of just is there and does a performance yeah. as if it, as if this person is not a real person, just does his own thing. So, uh, and how, and how basically Nicole Kim, it wasn't the best casting for the role of Lucille Ball. So I'm like, and yet both of them got nominated for a golden globe. I'm like, all right then uh that does come out friday on amazon prime what i remember comes out the 17th so you know for when whenever you can't get tickets to go see the new spider-man movie you can just stay at home and watch that i guess (laughs) i always thought that deborah messing should have played uh lucille ball because as far as you know even some even as far as like looks and just the type of comedy the two of them do uh, I could just see her really sinking into a character. I mean, and everybody knows how much I love Nicole Kidman, but even I will agree that I would have rather had Deborah Messing or somebody like that uh, cast as Lucille Ball. But at the same time, I'm actually kind of excited for the movie to come out because I kind of want to see how she does. So. Anyways, what have you been watching? <laughs> Um, so I've still been watching Insecure, their final season. There's uh, two episodes left. 
Yeah, it's been a pretty good season so far. Um, just kind of bummed that it's the last season. I done got caught up within a week, and then now it's gonna be it. So, but I think it's a rewatchable series. And then uh, Dexter New Blood, six episodes in. They got four left for this season, I believe. And then I started a couple of new shows, new at least new to me, but they've been wow. out. I started watching Star Trek Discovery. Okay. Uh, watched three episodes of that. I'm liking it so far. It's got a darker take on things. Um, and then uh, on HBO Max, you got I May Destroy You. I'm about four episodes in oh, on that. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's I think it's only one season of that, but I'm four four episodes in, and it's something else. <laughs> Um, then I actually watched a pilot episode for Superman and Lois. And oh, okay. I'm liking that. So I'm liking that what they're doing right now. I, so I've heard positive things about it for sure. It's got some high ratings. I was looking on IMDb for the scores. There's like eights, <laughs> eights, but you know, eight point one, eight point seven. So, but yeah, I'm liking so far what they're doing. Um, it's not your. It's it's serious, so they're gonna take a little more time to dig into it, but um. So far, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched, I kind of binged it, actually, because they're like 20-something minutes long, so it's not very long. I watched a show on Netflix called Elves, E-L-V-E-S. Mm-hmm. It's a, I believe, Scandinavian uh, six-episode series. A Christmas vacation turns into a nightmare for a teenager and her family when they discover an ancient menace that stalks their island getaway. So basically, uh, I forgot, woodland elves. Basically, they accidentally hit one with their car while they're driving. And don't, I mean, it's, it's tiny, so you didn't see it. But yeah. the community has had this agreement and this like, wall set up and everything to essentially keep the... It keeps the elves, you know, in their in their woodland area, and then the uh, the villagers, you know, basically don't get harassed or um, attacked by them. Essentially, there used to be a factory, and then uh, that you know basically was killing off. You know, they had to plow the trees and everything because you know to make room for the factory. The, make way for the factory and doing so is running these woodland elves, you know, basically killing their habitat. Yes. In a way it's, it's funny because it, it is kind of like a environmental, uh, look <laughs> and, uh, I guess commentary. There we go. Environmental commentary. Um, but it's also kind of scary too, because this teenage girl protect, you know, finds his elf kind of nurses it back to health. And is trying to protect it, but also trying to hide it from her family. Meanwhile, the community knows because, you know, things have been been happening in the area. People have been dying. So one's getting that somehow one's getting out. They keep trying to offering up like cows and stuff like that to the to the woodland elves to basically as a way of uh, not like a sacrifice, but as a way to keep them keep their hunger <laughs> they can eat the cows and not people and there's a way to do that and keep them away from the village but it's pretty interesting it's it's dark for sure i mean it's 
It's dark, but it's entertaining. I mean, it's well done. I'm all for it. So, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know if they'll do another season or not, but or it's just a one minute thing. But yeah, just in time for the holidays. <laughs> um, and then speaking of holidays, um, this week's episode of Hawkeye was really good. Um, so we're on our fourth out of six, which is still kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, secrets are revealed and hard truths emerge, culminating in a battle against two opposing forces. You know, it's Hawkeye knows he's he can't leave until he knows Kate is safe. And that's not going to happen until they get, you know, Echo squared away and yep. tracksuit mafia and all of that. But, you know, when they're trying to, you know, kind of take her down and everything, we have a, a new player has entered the arena. Yep. <laughs> a new challenger has emerged. It, yes. <laughs> like, and I mean, and if you watch Black Widow and watched and been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all of its iterations between movies and TV, you you already know what's coming because yeah. especially if you've watched the the uh, the the buttons at the end of Black Widow, you already know what's coming. Yeah. Um, plus, we kind of brought it up last week, anyways, when we were talking about uh, the cast. But yeah, Yelena. Belova has made her appearance at the end, of course, of the episode. Yeah, very and, brief, but <laughs> yeah, very brief. But you're like, oh snap, she, there she is. Yep. So, I'm sure some fighting will ensue, and then they'll they'll hug it out, and then yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Her and her and Kate will team up and move on. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing. SMT. So, yep. Pretty much <laughs> sorted out. They'll uh, they'll go buy matching vests. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really like this vest. Lots of pockets. Pockets. Hmm. I mean, I like but, pockets. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, but did you notice she also? I don't know who else noticed this uh, while watching this episode, but she definitely did the superhero landing. Oh yeah. I like look at I that like, poser. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Such a poser. Mm-hmm. See, she makes fun of her sister because she loves it so. <laughs> it's a term of endearment. <laughs> yep, now it's an homage. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I could do but, this for you, sister, you poser. Yep. <laughs> Such a poser with your hair flip. But she was wearing a mask, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, hair flip implied. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but another great episode. I, I really hate that this is only six episodes. And that like really bums me out. But yeah, but it is so good. It's really good. I'm very, very happy with this. And I'm the only one somehow still that has seen this in the in the household. So I have no one else other than you to talk about this, and like wow. one or two other people at work. But wow. yeah, sad, sad. Small violin for me. <laughs> Uh, all right, brother, you go first this week. We have no feature presentation. You are it. All righty. So I'll talk about a movie that I left off from last week. 
Uh, so this movie can be found on Netflix. It's called Level 16. It was released May 27, 2019 in the UK. It's an hour and 42 minutes. Directed by Danishka Esterhazy. Starring Katie Douglas, Selena Martin, uh, Peter Outerbridge, and Sarah Canning. So, in a highly regimented boarding school, a pair of students discover that things are not as they seem. So, start off showing these two friends, Vivian and Sophia, and they're talking about what they'll do once they get out because it's uh, giving you the impression of it being an orphanage. So they're talking about being adopted. So, Sophia mentions that when she's adopted, she's going to look out at the moon, the full moon and whatnot, and ask Vivian what she's going to do. Vivian says, same thing, because... You know, you're going with me. I'm not going to leave you here if I get... Because Vivian has this very high, I guess, self-esteem about her getting chosen. And she's like, uh, once I get picked, I'm going to take you with me because I'm not going to leave you here. So they have this routine at night where they clean their face and all the girls line up. And a couple of girls, they go through the routine. They wash their face and they get like... They're looking in a mirror with a camera. And so they get like this approval notification. Sophia has vision issues. She drops her container and Vivian steps out of line to help her get her container, get her back in line. But there's like a time frame that you have to be doing to do your face cleaning in. Gotcha. She she somehow violates that and she tries to rush and get in line and clean her face. She's like, I'm not unclean. I'm not unclean or whatnot. But you got these security guards come out, grab her and she gets punished. So she's calling out for Sophia, but Sophia does nothing. She doesn't help. Or anyway, you know, so you got these two friends, but Sophia doesn't help her the way Vivian helped her. So when they start, they're on level 10. Kind of flash forward a few years and we see Vivian and her and other girls that she's with, they get notification that they're going to level 16, which is the level of where they get chosen, so to speak. And that's where she's reunited with Sophia. And, you know, of course, it's kind of tense because you know Vivian doesn't for, didn't forget what happened and um so they have a new like they have a pill that they get to go to sleep this time it's blue and so Sophia tells Vivian whatever you do don't take that blue pill do not do it and you know Vivian pays attention and she learns that everybody else is knocked out except for her and Sophia and that's when Sophia tells her some of the secrets that she's learned ever since she hasn't taken the blue pill. And then it just kind of becomes about them trying to figure out a way to get out as they learn more secrets of that place. Hmm. Um, it's kind of one of those movies that make you think like something like this happening or has happened and it will happen. Um, Cause you learn why they're really there. It's not necessarily for to be adopted, but gotcha. they are, they are, there is a selection process for something, but it's pretty, pretty dark. Um, I thought for the most part the movie was good. It didn't end as strong as it began, but gotcha. it was still it was still pretty good. Okay. Well, we all like movies that make us think. <laughs> you know, more way than one. But yeah, um well that sounds interesting for sure. Um it says level sixteen say so it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Might check it out. Okay. Well, because um, it's December, I'm trying to go in December and all over the place, which sounds gross, actually. 
<laughs> and messy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of red and green and white and glitter. <laughs> um, speaking of Netflix, I watched uh, Father Christmas is Back. Starring Kelsey Grammer, John Cleese, Elizabeth Hurley, uh, Natalie Cox, Chris Marshall, Ray Fearon, uh, Caroline Quinton, Tallulah Riley, Naomi Frederick, April Baldi, Kate, Katie Brand, Amelia Prescott, and some more people. It just goes on. Uh, so Father Christmas is back. Centers around four sisters who have reunited for the Christmas holiday in a Yorkshire mansion. Misunderstandings that uncover the long buried secret that tore their family apart so many years ago. <sighs> it's very much a. It's one of those holiday movies. They want to have some sort of. Conflict. They want to have conflict, but nothing that's really interfering with all the funness of Christmas and the holidays and stuff like that. Like, they'll have the sisters that, because you obviously have one that's very eccentric. You have one that's very rich, uh, that doesn't like kids. You have one that is very not much of a people person. Like, it's very cliched characters, very cardboard but it's still kind of fun. The parents are divorced. Kelsey Grammer and his wife are divorced. Uh, so, and she, and the mom is remarried to John Cleese. And it's, they hadn't seen their dad in a bunch of years. They all live in, you know, basically they're all British except for Kelsey Grammer, which is always interesting. Uh, and he doesn't try to be, I mean, he plays as an American. He doesn't play, he doesn't, try and do it's not American trying to do British let's put it that way just basically he lives in the States and they still live in uh, in England well he comes back uh, for Christmas this year and brings his new wife well new to them and his wife tries to show out in the way in the best way possible not even in a not even in a uh show out like she's better it's just trying to show out showing her holiday spirit and how much she loves christmas too and and ends up uh (laughs) being a disaster um and it's very cute it's a it's definitely one it's a netflix version of a lifetime christmas movie where there's some drama there's some conflict but Really, it's just about kind of going through the motions of a warm, you know, a warm-hearted holiday movie. Uh, there are some parts where I laughed, you know, that I thought were humorous, but I, I found the plot kind of murky. Is <laughs> that a good way to put it? Um, just because it's a holiday movie, so plot's kind of simple, I guess is a good way to put it. And yeah, there's a secret that comes out about why the parents actually got divorced. You find out other reveals about one of the daughters not actually being uh, basically Kelsey Kramer's not really her dad. Dun dun dun. So 
but apparently it, but it's great. It's what cracked me up was that he's not, wait, this is my dad. I mean, you're not my dad. Oh my gosh. And then they start talking and it's like, I would be a little bit more upset if I was in my late thirties, early forties. And I'm just finding out that my dad is not my real dad. And that this other person has been my real dad all along. Yeah. But I guess it's the holidays and, you know, que sera, sera, you know. We'll deal with that the first of the year. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> we'll deal with that as we sing all the wings on. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Elizabeth Hurley still got it. I was like, she's still beautiful. She's like strikingly yeah. beautiful. It's just wow. Um, but yeah, it's. uh it's a cute movie. I mean, it's not one I'm going to rewatch. Um, I mean, there's a couple of them that I'm like, you know what? I need to rewatch this from that we watched last year. Like, I kind of want to watch Fat Man again with yeah. uh, Mel Gibson. Because I think that's on Hulu or one of the streaming services. Maybe Prime. I think it's on Prime. And uh, Happiest Year, uh, which is on Hulu, which I really liked last uh, when we watched that and covered it last year. Like those two, I kind of rewatched this one, not so much, but it's cute. It's fine. I didn't hate it, but I, I just, I just, uh, just wish there was more to more to it, I guess. Right. But it was, again, it was cute. I'm not hating on that one, at least. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Father Christmas is back on the Netflix. Right. So. <clears throat> Last week I mentioned that I watched that I was reading a couple of books, one of which being screenplay, and then I read mm-hmm. a book with two screenplays, one of which being Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And so I finished that, and so I finally watched Chinatown. I'd never watched it before, and um, it came out June twentieth, nineteen seventy four, two hours and ten minutes, directed by Roman Polanski. Mm-hmm. Which, after some of the subject matter, kind of makes sense that he directs it. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, so it stars Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, John Huston, uh, John Hillerman, Perry Lopez, and Burt Young. Uh, briefly, it's uh, about a private detective hired to expose an adulterer in 1930s Los Angeles, finds himself caught up in a web of deceit, corruption, and murder. And one thing, if it had been today, he probably would have figured out quickly that this Miss Mulray wasn't who she was because, you know, dun, dun, dun. technology, which they didn't yeah. have then. No. But, um, you know, you know, you kind of show see at the beginning. He's not like a bad guy because he's got a client named Curly who owes him money and he kind of messes with him about it. It's like, dude, I don't want to take your money, man. Just pay me when whatever. Um, but he gets hired by an assumed identity, someone named Miss Mulray to investigate her husband because she suspects he's cheating and he goes and takes pictures of someone he thinks is the woman that she's that he's messing around with somehow the pictures leak which you know mm. kind of happens these days <laughs> indeed yep and so he gets approached by a woman that um you know he's like do you recognize me and he's like no nah, i've never seen you before i'd remember it's like, well, then that's good because now we confirm that I didn't hire you to investigate my husband because this is the real Miss Mulray. Dun dun dun. And, <laughs> and um, of course, she has, you know, a lawsuit. It's like, hey, how dare you? But um, 
you know, he does some digging, gets his nose split for the for his troubles. <laughs> um, then the person that he's investigating ends up murdered, and so he's trying to figure out all of that, like who's behind that. And it, I mean, it's a good movie for his time, you know. Yeah. And you know, being that I read the screenplay, you know, I already knew everything that was happening. But there's this like one scene at the end when. You know, she's letting him know that the girl, the young girl, is actually her sister. And she's like, no, it's my daughter. And he slaps her. <laughs> I was like, man, she ate at least three of those. Like, they didn't budge. <laughs> just there. I was like, it's like slap. And she just looked at me, slapped again. And it's like, all right. They don't they don't make women like that anymore. <laughs> I don't think they could do that nowadays oh, no. without without some, some heat, major heat. But it was just like, man, it just kind of showed that she'd been through some stuff, I guess. Like, that. that's nothing. <laughs> Compared to her life, <laughs> the physical, the pain or whatever. But, um, you know, seeing a young Jack Nicholson, um, that was good. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, uh, I watched it many, many, many moons ago. <clears throat> and I really need to rewatch it. I, this is one of those that I definitely need to rewatch now and with a more... With a different kind of eye, I guess. Mm. So I watched it in my mid to late 20s. Again, because I read Sid Field's screenplay as well. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let me watch this. And I was bored out of my gourd with it. It was just because it's so slow. Yeah. Yeah, there's some moments just, at the end, at the middle, where I was just kind of like, let me do something else while this is going. Yeah. But, but you know, but yeah, overall, it... I guess just you yeah. know being young-minded, then you're like, "Come on, where's where's the action?" And I was you like, know. "Wow!" And maybe I was just I don't know. Again, yeah, because I wasn't. I was watching it, but I wasn't. I was watching it, but I pro- maybe I just went in the right frame of mind to watch it when yeah. I did. Because you know I I had rented it from the video store back when we had those, and. I just, yeah, I couldn't get on board for some reason. Uh, I was like, yeah, it's fine. I don't know what the big deal is. So I know I definitely need to rewatch it now. I mean, I still don't think that, like, I, I've i read different uh, books and articles in which, you know, Chinatown's a big subject matter. And and it and I'm like, okay, I, I recognize the importance of it. I need to rewatch it. And then I still haven't. <laughs> but I, one of these days I'll get around to it. Um, yeah, because I do recognize that it's a great movie, and again, it could just be one that's not for me, but that doesn't take away from it not being a great movie, right? Kind of like you know, people have because I have very controversial, very controversial views on the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. I recognize their importance to music. But that doesn't mean I like them. Like, I don't have to like the Beatles. I can handle, like, a couple of songs and be like, all right, that's fine. Same thing with the Rolling Stones. I can recognize their their importance to the the culture and to music. But that doesn't mean I have to like them. Like, I just, a couple of songs and I'm good. And then, no. And dare I say, also Prince. I just, I'm not, I can get on board with everything about Prince. Love the person, love what he's done for music. Prince just isn't for me, yep. but I'm. But I love that it is for everybody else. 
Yeah. And so it's like, don't hate on me. Don't at me. It's just, you know, I get it. I get why people like it. It's just not for me. So anyways, but yeah, I get, I could get, you know, same thing for Chinatown. It's like that meme that said opinions that get you in this position where the prince from Tango oh, yeah. has to store yep. them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Dune. <laughs> as, I, as I posted on our page, Dune. Yeah. <laughs> Dune is overrated. <laughs> and here it is getting Golden Globe nominations. But all right. Cool, man. Go ahead. Good for them. Keep that keep that up. I mean, it'll get best cinematography. I, at least when it comes to the Oscar season. Yeah. If it doesn't win that, that's kind of a sad state of affairs. Even I'll be rooting for that one. <laughs> Unless something else comes along that's better. But I doubt. I don't see this. <laughs> yeah, but it's. It's got that one in in spades. All right. Uh, let's see. What am I moving on to next? Oh, yeah. I want to go ahead and knock out my other Christmas movie before I get to the one I sure really liked. Um, spoiler alert <laughs> about this one. So I rented uh, on streaming or not streaming on VOD, I guess. Uh, I rented on iTunes uh, the movie Silent Night, which I thought was going to be either a whodunit or was going to be some sort of like weird horror movie. It was neither. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn. So Silent Nights uh, came out this came out just a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, it's an hour and thirty two minutes, so good sweet spot. Uh, Silent Nights about Nell, Simon, and their son Art that are ready to welcome friends and family for what promises to be a perfect Christmas gathering. Perfect, except for one thing. Everyone is going to die. See, by that summary, sounds like a whodunit. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's like a Christmas clue. (laughs) Or I guess in this case, clue would be that no one died except for three people. Um, So I was like, okay, cool. So it stars Kira Knightley, Matthew Good, Roman Griffith Davis, uh, Griffin Davis, sorry, Annabelle Wallace, Lily Rose Depp, uh, Sope Derisu, Kirby Howell Baptiste, Lucy Punch, Rufus Jones, uh, Davida McKenzie, Hardy Griffin Davis, and Gilby Griffin Davis, twins. Trudy Styler, Holly Arid, and Dora Davis. So, directed, written, and directed by Camille Griffin. The three kids in the film are all three her kids. So, and what was it? IRL in real life. So, uh, so basically, this family welcomes friends and their friends and family to a holiday gathering. Uh, for Christmas, and they, uh, it starts off that they are just there to celebrate the holiday, be you know have good have fun fellowship dinner and, of course, presents. Well, at the same time, they're showing the news about these about. Uh, these pills that you need to have in order to uh, survive the, or not really survive um, for people that want to stave off the impending 
poison, I guess is how they're wording it. Basically, the world's getting ready to end. Okay. The next day, though. Like, it's not that day. It's going to be the next day. So I guess it's some sort of biochemical thing. And so the parents are not telling the kids. They're just basically saying, hey, you need to take this pill. Blah, 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 blah. But they're also, through most of the movie, it's more focusing on the characters in the film and not not necessarily the impending doom that is soon approaching, but more or less uh, how they're trying to keep each other distracted, I guess is a good way to put it, um, and trying to enjoy the holiday when they know that the next day will be coming and it'll be their last, more or less. Yep. And... Uh, so interesting. I mean, it's stupid trivia, but it's interesting though. So Kira Knightley's in it, and Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter. Well, I've, how weird has it got to be to be in what four, three or four movies with Johnny Depp, and then being another movie with, and then later on being a movie with his daughter. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wow, you you've grown up, and now you're in movies. Okay, yeah, um, it's. I mean, I guess maybe maybe it's more common than we think, and it's just kind of weird for us, I guess. Um, the movie's okay. It's not what I was hoping for by any means. At, at the end, it gets real dark real quick, and the ending's just an ending, and you're like, wow, okay, just kind of left with okay. It's. The acting's fine. Um, I wanted more from it. I would have rathered. I, I would have rathered either had. Would have rather had either a whodunit. Basically, everybody's getting together. People in the house start dying off. Yeah. For one reason or another, because I don't know. Either someone got into the house, or because someone's seeking revenge on people because of. Something they were a part of, you know, something like that. Yeah. Or just, you know, a straight up horror movie where, you know, some dude's just like an un, like a, one of the guests that, you know, brings along uh, a date and it turns out the date's like a serial killer or something. Start picking people off. Yeah. yeah. Because she's not getting enough attention or, you know, or something like that. Would have been better than what I ended up seeing, but it's it's. I'm a little mad that I rented it, but not. I'm not upset. It's just not one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of played a little heavier on the holiday part aspect of it to try, uh, I guess, to get more more people to uh, to watch it during this time of year. But and they suckered me. So, but it's. Not the worst thing. It's definitely not a comedy. I don't see the comedy in it. Yeah. It's not no dry humor. Just No, it's just mislabeled. It just yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a bunch of kids dropping F bombs, but that's not really funny. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's Silent Night, you know. Run it on VOD if you wish. <laughs> All right. So another movie whose screenplay I read. Uh, the last detail. Um, both of these um, 
movies are written by uh, Robert Town. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last detail was released February 15th, 1974. So released a little earlier than Chinatown. Uh, runtime is an hour and 44 minutes. Directed by Hal Ashby. And again, it stars Jack Nicholson. I have uh, Otis Young. The young Randy Quaid. Actually, everybody's young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clifton James. Uh, Carol Kane. Uh, it's about two naval men who are ordered to bring a young offender to prison, but decide to show him one last good time along the way. So, <clears throat> um, I mean, I like this one too. It seemed seemed a little, I don't know. It wasn't bad. It just, I don't. I guess I just enjoyed Chinatown more, maybe because I've heard about it more than this mm-hmm. one. Um. Basically, Jack Nicholson, Otis Young, they play Badusky and Mohal, um, nicknames Badass and Mule. <laughs> and so they're landed the detail of taking a young, taking Larry Meadows because he stole 40 bucks. 40 bucks. Dang. So, so apparently there was like a polio campaign that somebody was over and they take it seriously. So when he was found trying to steal 40 bucks, she just laid the hammer in as far as punishment. I'd say so. Eight years plus a dishonorable discharge. So I was like, wow. Um, so they travel by train and they go through Washington. Uh, they, they actually go, they start off from Norfolk, Virginia, and they end up in a uh, prison in Maine. But along the way, you know, they're just trying to show Meadows a good time because he's young yeah. and he's about to have eight years taken off of his life for. $40 that he claimed he never even got. He just got punished for the attempt and not really actually even getting the money. Uh, and then he has this, this very bad habit of just stealing in general because in his overcoat, he's stolen some pre- uh, carrots. Um, how would else he steal? Um, some candy bars, mm-hmm. you know, just, just random stuff. And at one moment on the train, he kind of freaks out, takes off running, which you know, they understand that he ran, but it's kind of embarrassing because they're with him and, you know, he's making them look bad. But they all kind of get over all the stuff and kind of become buddies. And um, they, you know, share a hotel. They have a picnic. They get drunk. You know, they just do all kind of fun, fun stuff to help him out. But um, it's an interesting movie. It's, I don't know. I liked it. But it just it does have moments where it slows down a lot. Yeah, um, uh, it is it is well written. Um, it too is in black and white. No, I think it's in color. But um, it was a cool movie. Like it's not it's not bad. Uh, it mm-hmm. Had a, a budget of ten million, a budget of two point three million, but made ten million. And then um, Chinatown was actually a six million dollar movie that. Brought in twenty nine point two, you know, but um, it was cool. I think okay. I like I think I like reading each of these movies better than watching. <laughs> yeah, because I could just kind of picture everything myself as I was reading it. But um, that's cool. Okay, what a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hurt. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, lastly for me, I watched. Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, which was kind of in and out of theaters uh, fairly quickly, unfortunately, because it's actually a very good movie. Um, 
And by very good, I mean the I really enjoyed the performances. They're really, really good acting. Um, it's uh, came out this year. Uh, I think it just came out like a month or two ago, and it stars uh, or it's got a runtime of two hours and six minutes. Stars Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye Baker, Andrew Garfield as Jim Baker, Cherry Jones as Rachel Grover, uh, Tammy's mom, Vincent D'Onofrio as Jerry Falwell. You barely even recognized him, actually. I was like, is that D'Onofrio? I had to keep looking. I'm like, I heard it, and then finally kind of got his little bit of a gruff voice. I'm like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mark Weistrak as Gary Paxton, Sam Jager as Roe Messner, Louis Cancel Me uh, as, as Richard Fletcher, Gabriel Olds as Pat Robertson. Um, yeah. So it's movie is actually based on a documentary that came out 20 years ago. 21 years. I think it came out in 2000. And Jessica Chastain basically watched the documentary and fell in love with it and has been trying to get this movie made for, I think, six years. Uh, so she's listed as an executive producer because she's the one trying to get trying to get it going. Uh, the movie is an intimate look at the extraordinary rise, fall, and redemption of televangelist Tammy Faye Baker. It is directed by Michael Showalter. Uh, he directed The Big Sick with Camille Nanjiani and, and uh, his wife Emily. And, well, I guess the movie stars Zoe Kazan, but who plays his wife. Anyways, and he also directed Hello, My Name is Doris with Sally Fields. Michael Showalter is also one of the founding members of the sketch group uh, The State, as well as Stella. So comedy background but this movie was really well done for a drama i mean it had some humorous moments in it but it's practically just straight up drama and it really it shows tammy faye's upbringing uh she was the oldest of eight kids uh she i guess is her mom uh she comes from a divorced family which the church had kicked her mom out of the congregation because she got a divorce and mind you, this is the sixties when all of this was going on. And the only reason why they let her mom back in the church was because she knew she was the only one that knew how to play piano. But Tammy wasn't allowed in the church because it would be a reminder of her past life, you know, basically and coming from a divorced, she ended up, her mom remarried and had seven other kids. So I guess she's got half brothers and sisters. Anyways, while in school, she met, while in college, she met uh, Jim Baker. They fell in love and immediately got married and ran off to start their own traveling uh, church services uh, where they used puppets to help spread the message to children who, you know, if the children enjoy the puppet show, then they'll want to bring their parents and then. Or have their parents bring them, and then you know you keep doing that more and more. Then you build a you'll build a congregation because then the parents will have to come, and then 
you can do the sermon for the parents too, and then on and on, so on and so forth. They end up catching the attention of uh, Pat Robertson and his network, uh, uh, CBN, Christian Broadcast Network, and then through that, just grew and grew, popularity grew and grew. And as time went on, uh, Tammy, very, very brief affair, I guess you could say, was barely even, uh, but Jim found out about it. They hit a rough patch, and then they kind of used their they kind of used uh, their situation, I guess you could say, uh, their personal life uh, as a means to by sharing that with the with the TV audience and everything to get more people to call in and pledge to their to their service and everything and build up more money, and they ended up building a huge following their own network and uh, then rumors got out that Jim had been having an affair with a with another with another male on his uh, from his show and then that got out and then all of these then the fallout occurred more or less and then he got arrested and convicted of wire fraud all kinds of different federal uh, money crimes more or less yeah and then uh yeah and it takes you through all of that but jessica chastain's performance in this film oh my gosh it is for me it's the real reason to watch this movie is her performance because it is Outstanding. It's probably the best female performance I've watched this year. And I'm like trying to think back to everything I've watched, but uh, the 170 something movies I think I've watched so far this year, it's definitely my favorite one so far that I've seen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. I highly recommend um, if for no other reason to watch her performance now, not to take anything away from Andrew Garfield, who does do an, uh, who also does a great job as Jim Baker, but I mean, this is Jessica Chastain's movie. I mean, in more ways than one, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. But this movie's about her; it's not really about him as much. So she's the focal point. Michael Showalter does an amazing job um, with his directions, and. Just what is being shown, what to focus on. I just, wow. I just love this. Really, really enjoyed this movie more than I probably thought it would, to be honest. Because I watched the trailer, I'm like, uh, I don't want to. It probably isn't one I'm going to want to watch. But surprisingly, really enjoyed it. It's really, it's got a good pacing too. So even the slow moments aren't really that slow because you can't take your eyes off of her performance because even when she's doing nothing she's still doing something one of those type of performances right so yeah i would if you can uh i know it's on vod right now and it might if you could find it in the theater it's probably there but whenever you can whenever uh, if you don't want to watch it on vod it should be coming to probably red box and definitely definitely at least do that You'll be doing yourself a favor. It's really good. 
good. I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't talk any more highly about her performance in the movie again is also well done. So, um, kudos to show Walter on this one. And that's all I got. Alrighty. So my last entry is more of me going back, watching it to see if I think and feel differently about it. Um, one, I didn't mention it last week. I meant to, but, um, Wing Commander, it's just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, fine. Yeah. And that is fine. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but with that being said, last night before I went to sleep, I decided, and I was going to check out the photograph again, which stars Issa Rae and Lakeith Stansfield. I think, I'm trying to remember what I, I think I said, I thought it was okay. Like it, Felt like it was trying to be Love Jones for the new mm-hmm. time, yeah. but it didn't quite hit the mark. And um, so I was rewatching it. The second watch I liked better this second go round, but I still have my issues with it. Um, they it's only like an hour and forty six minutes, but I feel like they could have shaved fifteen minutes off because there's some moments where it drags a little and. I was just like, man, I probably could have cut this and could have cut that. Um, and it would have helped with the pacing a little more. And then you have two stories and relationships. You have present day, um, May and Michael, played by Issa and uh, Lakeith. And then you have uh, May's mother, Christine, and Isaac's relationship. And it did seem like the Christine and Isaac relationship was a little, was a little more developed to where Maybe this could have been a focus for the movie instead of present day, but um, it just it seemed like there was more development. Like they could just had that be the focus, and then maybe come to the present day a little more, or they could have had the flashback relationship take more of a background to the movie and have more focus on May and Michael, so their relationship could develop more because it felt like their relationship was more fast tracked, like. They they meet, fall for each other, have a date, kiss, and get caught in a storm, and you know they just kind of just do 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 just by the numbers, just point. But, you know, yeah. it seemed like it just went too fast. Um, where I feel like if they could have focused on a relationship more, or just go ahead and establish it, like you know they've already dated, it may be this story that Michael's doing just brings him back to her, and they kind of rekindle some things. So then that way it wouldn't have felt so rushed. <laughs> um, but other than that. It, it it wasn't it was a better experience the second time around. Um, Good, yeah. So, yeah. Still not love Jones, but nope, still not. <laughs> nor does it need to be. No, but it's it's. And another thing, the music they have a lot of jazz music playing in the background, and sometimes it takes the focus off the what's going on in the movie, kind of distraction, distracting. Um, so. I think if they had maybe put the volume down a little bit, make the music okay. more a little in the background, mm-hmm. that would have helped too. Not, not as much the focus, but more of a... Yeah, it kind of distracts you. Like, you just listen to music, you forget what's going on sometimes. <laughs> it's more like it's advertising the soundtrack gotcha. instead of letting the movie do its thing and then the music just be there to assist. Gotcha. But, yeah. but cool nonetheless. Okay. Alrighty, Trailers. Real quick, um, Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, 
directed by Guy Ritchie, coming out January 21st of next year, which is, oddly enough, just a few weeks away. <laughs> Isn't right. that crazy? Mm. I'm like that one meme. I'm here still processing. <laughs> here it is, uh, 2021. I'm still trying to finish processing 2020. <laughs> 2022. Not yeah, yeah, not done yet. Or the uh, the meme that has a. Uh, that has Sam Wilson as 2021. Don't say it. And then 2020, Captain America's 2022 on your yep. left. On your left. <laughs> We're here. That was my fake one. Yep. Uh, anyways, uh, Operation Fortune uh, is about MI6 agent or- Orson Fortune. That's horrible to have to try and say together. Uh, Orson Fortune. That's my statement impression. And his, no, no, I mean, uh, and his team of operatives recruit one of Hollywood's biggest movie stars to help them on an undercover mission when he, the sale of a deadly new, when the sale of a deadly new weapons, that's not how the, a oh, weapons technology, that's still terrible sentence structure, um, threatens to disrupt the world order. Starring Carrie Yules, Jason Statham, uh, Josh Hartnett, Aubrey Plaza, Hugh Grant, uh, Eugenia Kuzmina, uh, Kayan Erkin. Now I'm going to sound like Snoop here. <laughs> <laughs> Kayan Erkin Koyglu. There we go. That sounds like a name. Uh, Max Beasley, Lourdes Fabers. Fabers? Yeah. Um, uh, again, Guy Ritchie's new movie, new January movie, I guess I should say. Guy Ritchie's new January movie. <laughs> I think January, because I think the gentleman came out in January also. I think so. Yeah. Um, which again wasn't a bad movie. It just, yeah, it was, it was fine. Uh, finally, something to talk about kid related. Sonic Two, Electra Boomaloon, Boom. Boom, Galoo. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to make it work. It's not. Sonic 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, sequel to the 2020 live action feature uh, film. Sonic the Hedgehog coming out April 8th, 2022, with uh, Ben Schwartz reprising his voice role of Sonic. Idris Alba is. I'm not going to even tell who, who, who he's voicing because Trailer did too much, anyways. Uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy as Tails, Jim Carrey as Dr. Ivo Robotnik, James Marston as Tom, and Tika Sumter as Maddie. Of course, Shamar Moore, he's so dreamy. Uh, Adam Paley, Adam Paley, uh, Lee Majdub. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be more the same, which is fine, because I found the last one actually entertaining surprisingly yeah. entertaining i think yeah. this is gonna be i want to say more the thing more of the same but i really think uh jim carrey's really gonna like dial it up even on the hamness like be extra ex, extra ham with some cheese yeah so, yeah but i think it'll be fun i think it'll be fun kids will my kids i know we're both looking forward to it um, let's see here. Oh, and then 
Fantastic Beast 3, which still don't know if anybody's actually asked for this one. They're just like, no, we had the three-picture deal. We're just fulfilling this. Fantastic Beast 3, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Third installment of the of that series follows adventures of Newt Scamander taking over, speaking of Johnny Depp, uh, taking over the role of Gellert Grindelwald is Mads Mikkelsen, who probably should have just been cast as Grindelwald from the jump, but anyways. Good fit anyways. Uh, Jude Law as Dumbledore, Catherine Watterson as Tina Goldstein, Eddie Redmayne as Newt's commander, Ezra Miller as Credence Barebone, Allison Sudol as Quinny Goldstein, Dan Fogler as Jacob Kowalski. Basically, yeah. Uh, Colin Turner as Theseus Commander. So, directed by David Yates, who's directed the last two, plus a couple of the Harry Potter movies. Uh, that is coming out April 15th, 2022. So, a couple of April movies and one January movie. That is all I have. Yep, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> yep, got <nothing> <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, big episode. Um, finally, you know, finally, going to cover the menace. Ooh. It'll be our multiverse edition, our multiverse episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll be seeing that. Yeah. Hopefully, that Friday morning. Yeah, that'd be nice. I have no idea when we're going to see it. We're going to find time now. So it'll more than more than likely be one I watch again. That'll probably be the first time in a minute I watch something twice. Right. Same. Yep. Probably doing the same. I already have a feeling. So. All right, peeps. We will talk to you all next week. Our Christmas week episode and. You know, shoot. After that, we'll have our what we'll to, you know, we'll have to do after that, right? Be our best, worst list, my friend. Got my best already done. Awesome. <laughs> worst is still kind of figuring out. <laughs> yeah, it's a process. Yeah. All I right. I don't, I don't think we've watched any terrible. Nothing. No, we terrible. Yeah. So it's like that's almost like my favorite and least favorite. Least favorite. Yeah. It's like could have done better list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome well from both of us to everybody else have an amazing week and, and continue to enjoy your holiday season thanks for listening if you enjoyed our show and have a moment please rate and review it helps us out a lot also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids you can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.